0: Welcome back to Blitz Creek. It is a Wednesday morning for Josh and I. And the first thing I want to say is I'm actually excited for the World Series. We have the Arizona Diamondbacks who come into the playoffs with the lowest record of like 80 wins, 80 plus wins. And then the uh, Texas Rangers who took out my Orioles. But it's not... Two big teams this year. These two teams deserve it, so I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: I'm just glad the Phillies aren't in it, Glenn. <laughs> I, they beat my Braves, and like we were talking about earlier, I watched the Braves win a World Series, and they could be the best team in baseball, but if they haven't won a World Series in at least 20 years, they're not going to win a World Series. They are <laughs> not. They might make it to the World Series, but they're not going to win it. So... You know, I'm, I'm basically looking at not another Braves World Series ring until I'm 58. That's better than being an
0: Orioles fan because in my lifespan, we haven't won one. It was 86, so we'll see what happens. I remember
1: watching that World
0: Series, so... Good old Cal Ripken.
1: <laughs> it was Cal.
0: It was. So, last week opens were not buys opens were union and Lebanon with our game of the week which didn't disappoint in city and battle that being a 25 to 13
1: score yes yeah, so, yeah it was yeah 25, 25 13. 13 which isn't far off from from what I said it was going to be I said 26 19 very much like the, the Gate City game that they had against Lee. Um, Lee was in that game because Gate City turned the ball over, took it back 50 yards for a touchdown that, that gave them some life. Um, we said last week that, that this game was going to be sloppy is going to be in the rain. Both of these teams tend to turn it over. They did not disappoint in that in, <laughs> in that in this game there were seven total fumbles. Um, only two of them were lost fumbles, but there were seven total fumbles. Actually, Gate City, their their first touchdown was off a fumble recovery in which they fumbled it into the end zone. They just happened to recover it, um, which is great fortune for them because they tend to fumble it and the other team returns it for a touchdown. Uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest thing is we said Bledsoe could win it, for Gate City, um, I don't want to underscore what what the Hillman kid did. I mean, he had thirty carries for two hundred and seven yards, and was definitely the workhorse. Um, Bledsoe, though, had twenty carries for ninety eight. He had a hun- he had over a hundred yards in the first half, which really allowed Gate City to kind of build their lead. Um, I think I think the Bledsoe kid did just enough to to make sure that Gate City came out of this with a W. Um, the score right before half was really big. And, and Bledsoe, um, he, he was the one that kind of engineered that drive. They, they leaned on him. It was a score right, like literally right before half, basically became like a two-for-one opportunity. Um, and it was really the difference in the ball game. Um, Bledsoe also had a late fourth down conversion. Um, in the fourth quarter that set up their last touchdown. If if Battle gets that stop, they're, they're just they're, – it's a one-score game at that point, and Bledsoe did that. The, the Hillman kid was the workhorse. Bledsoe was the difference maker um, in this one. The ball was definitely slippery, but Gate City was able to manage that one turnover um, and, and get that obvious first score. Um, which would have changed the game. I mean, they drive down to the one-yard line and and fumble it. Battle recovers it there, you know. Take seven points off the board. Uh, It's a one-score football game in the fourth quarter, or it's tied in the fourth quarter um, with Gate City driving with a fourth down. So, totally different ball game if that happens. But Gate City took advantage of their own turnover. Good old fumble ruski. (laughs) <laughs> basically, yes. A lineman recovered it in the end zone for a touchdown, so.
0: <laughs> All right, so week nine, high school football. I think this sets up a good time for Ridgeview to be open, not in a bye, an open <laughs> week. Um. After the Abingdon game, they need it.
1: Wow, right. They they certainly did, um, 49-14, so that's <laughs> – yeah, they're trying to regroup right now.
0: Yes. Um, so let's go ahead and start. We just talked about Gate City. We have Central traveling over to Gate City. How's this matchup stack up?
1: All right. So, why is one and seven at this point. Um, we, we've talked about this before. At this point in the season, where's your motivation coming from? Yeah. Um, because these are 15, 16, 17 year old kids. Um, you would you would like to think that there's some pride involved, uh-huh. um, but they're 15, 16, and 17 year old kids that play other sports. You know where, where's the motivation coming from? Can can a coaching staff continue to motivate kids that are one in seven um, to to go and and play play in a place where they haven't won a whole lot um, and play play a team that is. You know, really, really trying to get to the playoffs and and have a uh, have a better better spot in the playoffs. So they're they're playing for points. Gate City is um, Gate City is the obvious favorite here. Um, Central struggled to score and keep others from scoring, which is a recipe for disaster in football. Yes, if you can't score and you can't stop the other team from scoring, um, it, it's it's not going to happen. Realistically, Gate City, the margin of victory here will will be determined by whether or not Gate City turns the ball over and lets Central score a touchdown. But I, I like Gate City in this one,
0: 35-7. I like Gate City as well,
1: 32-14. Um, think, oh, that, so you're saying why Central returned a fumble for a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we're
0: getting the benefit of the doubt. Sure. All right. Uh <laughs> Let's travel from Gate City and stay in the Mountain 7 and travel over to Lee. Uh, Lee faces off against Battle. This could be an interesting matchup. Lee sitting at sixth in the playoffs. Um, how do you see this one?
1: Okay, so I have one correction. So Lehigh did not lose to Thomas Walker. <laughs> Correct. They lost to Cove. Yeah. Which I, I don't I don't know why I confuse those two, but I do want to give Lee credit for beating Thomas Walker. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't change my perception of Lee. Um, but they didn't lose to Thomas Walker. But this this game comes down to, to motivation again. Battle still has if Battle can beat Lee, this is a big points get. For Battle. Right. Battle's record does not indicate them as being a playoff team. But if you look at the games that they've played, they're super close game. I mean, a one-score game against Gate City mm-hmm. in the sloppy mess where Gate City had five total fumbles. They just didn't take advantage of that. It, if Battle's able to recover that first fumble down on the goal line as opposed to Gate City recovering it in the end zone, It's a totally different football game. Um, but does battle now have the motivation to realize that they have a shot at the playoffs even given their record? And if they if they can find that motivation and realize that, can they then minimize their own turnovers in the game last week, they had one fumble. In two interceptions, so they had three total turnovers, and that that was the difference in that ball game for Gate City. They were able to take advantage of that. Lee, I think, has the advantage in both of these categories. I think they're motivated. They're number six. Um, they played Gate City really tough. Gate City's five. This could be a. This is a chance for them to continue to keep pace with Gate City. If Gate City were to slip up of that, and. That, that fifth spot that fifth spots a, you know that's a big spot that's a that's a difference between having to possibly travel to tazzle in the third spot or having to go to Ridgeview and Ridgeview's licking their wounds right now um you know if you're in the playoffs you're You're probably not wanting to travel to Tazzle. You're you're looking for Ridgeview at this point. Yeah. Of the top four, Ridgeview is by far um, the weakest link in this. So Lee definitely has that um, advantage in both of those categories. However, I think Battle's a better football team for whatever reason. I can't – even though their record doesn't show it, um, if Battle stays motivated and protects the ball, I think they could pull an upset here. So I like Battle in a close one here, 19 to 13.
0: I'm with you. Um, and if we go back and listen to the other three, I keep referring to Battle in Abingdon. I don't know what happened there. Was it a fluke or they were just highly motivated? Um, I, I think Lee stays motivated in this one, like we said. I wanted to go five and five to keep this the sixth spot. I think this is close as well. Lee 13, Battle 12.
1: Ooh, yeah. I like that.
0: Now let's journey into the Southwest District and go on 460 up into Lebanon where they face off against V-High. V-High coming off of a huge win against Jenkins. We said that was going (laughs) to happen. How do you feel about this game? Because, let's... Throw this in there real quick. We said Marion could jump Lebanon if they won. Well, they jumped them both. They moved V high down to eight. Lebanon's out of the playoff picture. So this is a huge game for these two teams. Oh, this is this
1: is a a big game for both teams. Um, however, one is trending up, and one is not trending at all. Correct. Um, Beehive gets the the miracle win at Richlands Mm -hmm. and then goes to Jenkins which we all knew was going to be a blowout I mean they're just Jenkins outmanned it's not a big deal Um, Lebanon after a good win against Battle yes which was surprising for me uh, the Pioneers have been throttled (laughs) I mean Graham. They go up to Graham. It's not a. It's not a football game. It's fifty nine to fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so they get throttled by Graham, and then they just they get beat by a Rural Retreat team who's trending up right now. I mean they Rural Retreat. I think they've won three out of the last four. Um, but they beat they beat Lebanon. Rural Retreat beat Lebanon 34. 34 to 14, like we thought Lebanon was going to be them. Uh Um, So, you know, they haven't, they also haven't been able to score. Like their their entire football team's based around their offense being able to put some points on the board. And the last two games, they've scored 14 points. Um, Virginia High is playing really well at the right time. And they aren't stopping now. Uh, Lebanon can't get past 14 either. I like Virginia 24, Lebanon 14 in this one.
0: I'd pick V high. I can't give you a score on this one. No clue.
1: (laughs) You don't want to give a score? You don't think it's going to be close like the Richlands game last week?
0: Yeah, yeah. That game was not close at all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we're headed. We're, We're headed to Richlands versus Marion. And I have picked Richlands every time because I, I just, it's stuck in my head that streak they've had against Taswell, that they're just not going to lay down and die. They did in Galax. Um, that wasn't even a ball game.
1: Well, I, I wasn't convinced that Richlands could score, but I also, after watching Galax on film, wasn't convinced that Galax could score either. Right. Um, what I didn't take into consideration, and we were texting back and forth uh, Friday night because I didn't have a football game. Uh, we had played on Thursday night, but um, I was like, "Has Tartar lost them?" Right. Which goes back to this motivation factor when when you're when you're over you know when you're 0 and 7, 0 and 8, 1 and 7, 2 and 6 it's hard to find in a in a 16 year old kid. Right. That's looking at basketball season, you know, starting in a couple of weeks. Um They can't see the bigger picture. Like this may be a chance for us to get a win. We're two and six. We go to three and six, and then we become four and six, and all of a sudden we sneak into the playoffs. They don't see that. Right. They they can't see it. Um, It's something that you start to look at much further down the road. Um. So, you know, Marion uh, sneaked by Grundy yes yes they did you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say this that Marion win helped Tazzle yeah with power points even though I picked Grundy and I was sitting there I was like oh boys I got I I told you Grundy was gonna pull this one out and uh, Marion scored a late fourth quarter touchdown to get the W um that doesn't necessarily bode well for Marion they did sneak into the playoff picture Uh um They're at the very end, the very end of the playoffs. um, But, you know, sneaking by a Grundy team that just won the Black Diamond District that has three teams in it. Right. um, Isn't, you know, it's not something that you necessarily brag about, but it's a W, and they'll take it because Richlands got worked by Galax. Richlands could get the win here. But I think they've packed it in at this point. Another trip to the I-81 corridor in in Marion uh, won't be kind to a proud Richlands program that at this point is going to go 0-10 for the first time in school history. At least that's what I believe. I think it's 0-10 for the first time. They hadn't been... 0-7 or 0-8 since 1980.
0: This is their chance to do it. Um, Marion this week and then Graham.
1: They're not beating Graham. No.
0: So, if if you're going to get that one win, you better do it this week.
1: Graham would have to get COVID and forfeit. I don't see that happening because even if they did get COVID, Tony wouldn't have him get tested. No, no. <laughs> he'd um, be like the, the the first three guys have COVID. They got tested. No one else get tested. It's sinus infections, right? It's upper respiratory, <laughs> bronchitis. I,
0: this could be a trap game, but as we talked last week, if Marion could win and get in the playoffs, could it keep them motivated? Well, you're seven now, so you're in the playoffs. Um, but you're looking at Graham, so right now you're looking at Graham. I still, I'm, I'm taking Marion in this one. On, like I said, I would take Richlands till they win. Oh,
1: not happening. Taking Marion. Taking Marion. I got Marion seventeen seven. I'm, I'm gonna say twenty one fourteen. Richlands always scores at least one touchdown. Always. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, which could have been the game of the week. Just depending because Abingdon's, they're a totally different team than what we're giving them credit for. And that's the way I'm going to push it today. Union traveling to Abingdon to play the Falcons. This is a, two juggernauts is what it looks like going at each other. Um, It's a 3A school that plays in the Mountain 7 versus Union,
1: how you take it. Right, it is a 3A school. If Abingdon's in a 3A district, it's probably a different we, – we we would view them differently. Correct. Um, but this is going to be a great game to watch here and and a huge game for, for both in terms of playoff positioning. Um, Union's tops in 2D, but Graham, um, a team that they beat, is still right there behind them. Um, I'm not quite sure if they – if Graham can catch them, even if they went out. But if, if Union were to slip up here, Graham's definitely waiting to, to take advantage of that. Abingden continues to roll. They put up 49 in a big game again, you know, against Ridgeview at Ridgeview, you know, in the in the bad weather. Um, that's three straight games scoring 40 plus points. Um, Union. They were off last week in an in effort to get healthy and prep for this game. Um, I don't know if prepping for this game or playing a game at Ridgeview and just throttling them, which is which is a better case scenario. Um, a lot of times we look at open dates as a as a chance to have extra preparation for a team. In this case, I think took the foot off the gas or that if if Abingdon was open last week it would be like icing the kicker yeah um, they're on a roll right now and, and I don't think they want to stop um, if we look at both teams in their games against Ridgeview Abington's the obvious has the obvious edge you know they beat Ridgeview 49 fourteen at Ridgeview Union beats Ridgeview twenty to six they play that at Union and or twenty to seven, and um, Ridgeview has the halftime lead. So if, if you look at that like opponent, Abington has the obvious edge here. There's other like opponents that, you know, Union beats Gate City thirty-five to nothing. Abington squeaks out 17-14. That's earlier in the season. I think you gotta kind of throw that out. Because Abingdon's a totally different football team. I think this one comes down to... This will be determined by Union. This game will be determined by Union in two ways. First, can they stop Abingdon's run attack? Mm -hmm. Can they keep Abingdon off schedule on first down? Um, They need to keep Abingdon in second and seven, eight, and nine. Can they do that? And two... Can they score? Because Abingdon, let's say they just hold Abingdon to half of the points that they've scored the last three weeks. Well, that's 24, 25 points. So that's three touchdowns. So Union's going to have to put up 21 or more points. Uh, so so it's going to come down to whether or not Union can offensively score with Abington because no one's been able to score with Abington. Abington hasn't been playing teams like Union that can score. Right. Um, but they've also dominated those games. So can they keep them off schedule on first down defensively? Can they score with them offensively? I think they can. I like Union 20-17 to in this one.
0: I like Union 24-21. All right. That's pretty close. Yeah, it is. All right. That could have been our game of the week. You've heard it. You know it. We're homers. We don't <laughs> care. Um, game of the week is Tazwell versus Graham. Taswell has had a history. In the past couple of years of beating the guys we should beat, right? And that has made us seven and three in the past couple of years. Does Taswell go seven and three again this year, losing to, to Riverheads, Princeton and possibly Graham? Or is there a wake-up period? Because I'll let you discuss that in a second is there a chance that Tazwell can be in this game at half and go from there? Or is it like the time we go up there in the playoffs and we decide to show up three minutes before the game because we stretched at Tazwell and we're blown out 35 nothing at half?
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting that we even have this conversation because at this point in the season – you're talking about in, in region two D, you're talking about Graham at number two and Tazzle at number three. Yeah. And you're talking about such a stark contrast between the ability for a number three team to beat a number two team. Do I think that Union and Graham are heads and heads above the rest? of 2D? Well no, because Ridgeview proved that. And uh-huh. you know, what what has Ridgeview done lately? We Taswell does have a history of uh, and and when I say history, it's a recent history of of definitely beating the, the teams that we should beat. Sometimes not the way we should beat them, but also losing to the teams that are just raid, raided, or has they have the perception of being better than us, and we don't just lose to them. We don't just lose to them. We we get blown out by them. So this game comes down to Tazzle. It's it's less about what Graham does. Graham's going to do what Graham does. Yeah. Um, when he when he two years ago, Graham is. Is loaded. I think they're two years ago. Graham has more talent on their football team than they did last year. They didn't win the state championship two years ago. They won it last year, right? But I think they were more talented the year before. We go up there, pick off a pass, run it back for a touchdown, go up six to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a punt return for a touchdown in that game. We had a couple of terrible calls, and actually, two years ago, we held Graham to fewer than fewer points than anyone, even the, even the team that beat them. I think we gave up like 21 points to Graham in the regular season and they lost in the playoffs, like 35, 24 or something like that. Um, So it's a, it's a belief. If, if you were to look at this on paper, you'd be like, Oh man, what a huge game. It's, Number two Graham, versus number three Tazewell, but we're talking about Tazewell in the sense of they don't even deserve to be in the top four. They're a seven and three football team that's actually in the bottom four of the playoff picture. I don't believe that's the case, but to an outsider that's looking at it, what else would they? What else should they believe?
0: I mean, it, when you look at. 2D, you have Union and Graham. And then you have Tazzle and Ridgeview. I don't think we're out of the top four. I think we sit in the top four. Because we can... I mean, realistically, when you look at who we've played that's down there already, and Lee, we, we've... I don't know of a time we've ever played Lee. So... I think that's a very favorable matchup. But...
1: Ridgeview. This year, we compete with Ridgeview. Oh, absolutely! Look, and that's that's the that's the weird thing about this game is, I think we're much better than Ridgeview. They're the number four team. I mean, we're neck and neck. We're right there with like twenty point seven points or twenty, and they've got like twenty point three points. I mean, we're right there in terms of like power ratings and power points. But I think we're a better football team than Ridgeview. But when we but when Tazzle gets when we talk about Tazel versus Graham, right, it's the perception is it would be like a two and seven matchup, not a two and three matchup, because we're talking about it in the sense can Tazzle can Tazzle like minimize Graham's big plays? Um, can they get off the field on third down? Mm-hmm. And can they convert on third down? When you look at Riverheads, Princeton, we can't get off the field on third down. We don't convert on third down. Well, if you go three and out and and hand the ball back to a team that can kind of grind on you, and Graham likes to grind on you and then throw it over the top, um, you can get worn down pretty quick. So, you know, we're like, can Tazzle be in a football game at halftime and go from there? Yeah. Which would be the same com- the same conversation that you would have in the first round of the playoffs with a two versus seven, or even a three six matchup. You'd say, "Can they be in the football game at halftime?" and then go from there. But we're not talking about a three a three six a two seven. We're talking about a two and a three. Like the perception of this football game is that Graham should win forty two to fourteen
0: that you're right that's the perception and on paper which I believe we've mentioned if you take Graham off and you take Tazel off and you take the names off you look at that and you say that's a barn burner
1: right you're sitting there saying Tazel can score points or this team we'll take the names off of right we can say this team can score a lot of points this team can score a lot of points this team shows up and holds people to not a lot of points, and this team gives up some points, but they score so much that, you know, they are where they are. If you did that and you just you didn't say the names, which team am I talking about? Because the first one's Graham and the second one's Tazzle. Right. But you could easily flip-flop them. I mean,
0: with mean, Carter in the game and the wide receivers that we have – and the two backs, we actually have three backs that we can run. Offensively, we look good. The thing that scares me the most is we get two big turnovers against um, Giles. We're it's fourteen nothing. We're playing this game hard, and then they just find an open hole and they start bashing us. And that's what Riverheads did and what Princeton did. The run game. Slows us down and hurts us. If we can keep Graham's run game in check and our mental aspect of it on the defensive side, I think we can stay in this game and might be able to pull it out.
1: Right. We, you know, last week against Giles, we we're in a six front. We don't have that many interior linemen to begin with. Right. So, you know, we've got five offensive linemen and then we're. Then we're running six defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're up twenty-one to nothing, quick yeah. in the first quarter. Um, this is like blowout city, and Giles is able to do what Giles does. again get a single wing, and and they run their little kick and power play right off tackle, and we ran a ton of plays, and we just get we we get physically worn down.
0: Yeah, you could tell we,
1: we were tired. You know, we ran. Um, I wanna say we ran like thirty plays in the first quarter. Not to mention what they ran on, on defense. Right. So in the first quarter, you know, our our interior linemen our they they basically had fifty plays in the first quarter. I mean that's like two hundred plays in the entire game. Most of the time you have a hundred and twenty. Um so we were we were gassed, not gonna lie about that. Do I think that's an excuse? No. If you're gassed you make a pile in the front, mm-hmm. you, you know. You don't, you don't let, you don't let things like that get to you. Um, I think defensively, this will be a different game. Um, Graham's going to Graham's more multiple. They're they're also more. And I say traditional in the sense of what's traditional over the last 15 years, what's it look like. Right. Um, they're, they're traditional in that sense, um, which doesn't force, doesn't force us. And I don't want to give away like ways for Graham to beat Tazzle, Right. But it doesn't force Tazzle into a six front. Right. No. Um, not being in a six front allows you to rest your defensive linemen allows you to rest your offensive linemen allows you to have a rotation we didn't have a rotation last week because we were just we we knew that they were going to run it we knew they were going to be in the single wing and and that was our game plan um, and for the most part you know we game we give up a couple of touchdowns late when we're when we've emptied the bench correct completely emptied the bench
0: and shout out When when he's talking about this real quick to Mitt Patel on his 65 yard first touchdown uh, as a freshman, so just need to throw that out there. Oh,
1: money Mitt, money Mitt did his did his thing Friday night. So yeah, shout out to to Mitt. Um, Love that kid. But you know, it's just I don't think you can take last week because the other thing is, can you take Graham's thumping of? Uh, Pulaski County and say, oh, look how great Graham is. I said Pulaski County would win that game. Correct. They might have, but they had seven fumbles. They had seven turnovers. When
0: we were when we were texting back and forth because I was at a hockey game, um, the first thing you said was seven turnovers and I was like, who's that? And you said the Graham game. So, uh, seven turnovers doesn't make a close
1: game. No. Um, no, it doesn't. And it, it could Realistically, Pulaski could have been ahead at the half had they not turned the ball over to Graham. So, can you take that? If if you don't take that, then you can't take the Tazwell Giles game. You just kind of have to throw everything out and say, can Tazwell um, mentally be tough enough to play against a team that everyone says is better than them? Right. Which has been which has been an Achilles' heel for Tazwell for a while. Can can the kids at Taz will be mentally tough enough to say we're 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 we are good enough to play we're good enough to be on the field with it with this team and even if it's fourteen to nothing Graham in the second quarter we can we can score we can score twenty points in the fourth quarter right. and come back from down seventeen. And when 39-36 like we did against Richlands. We can score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and blow out uh, Fort Chiswell in a close game. You know, we can take a Virginia High team that made it 28-24 in the third quarter and by the end of the third quarter it's, you know, 48 to 24. We can do those things. Can we believe that we can do those things? even if at first the at first the game or breaks go against us. I've talked about game maxims on here before. One of them is if at first the game or breaks go against us, don't give up. Put on more steam. Right. Do we fold, do we turtle shell and and you know pull back in? Or do we, you know, go full steam ahead and say fourteen points, whoop de do. We've we've scored, you know, we scored twenty eight in a quarter before. Right. So, just give us, you know, just give us the ball back because we're scoring on the next play.
0: Staying level headed and believing in yourself is all it's going to take in this. So, I think just so there's no bulletin board material, <laughs> we don't pick this
1: game. No, we're not going to pick this game. But it does come down to Tazel. Can you get off the field? Can you get off the field on on third down? And can you, can you convert on third down? I agree. So the object of football is to keep the ball when you have it and to get the ball when you don't. Um, and can you do that in the most efficient way possible?
0: So really quick, where are you eating Friday?
1: Fisher and Company.
0: I'm going to Elmars.
1: Might go to Elmars too and do a doubleheader.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so really quick, we've kind of mentioned it to you. Union is number one, Graham is two. Tazwell jumped to three with Ridgeview falling to four. Gate City stayed at five. Lee stayed at six. Marion jumped from nine to seven. Vihai falls to eight, and Lebanon falls to nine. Is there gonna be a mix-up this week? Or do they stay the same? We'll see by the end of week nine and uh, we'll talk to you next week.